0: Home and Garden Radio podcast number eight. Home and Garden Radio podcast is the recorded version of our live show heard Saturday mornings on BizTalk Radio Network. It's time to talk gardening and all things botanical. You're tuned to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Kroos. Hello, neighbor. Michael is a fun-loving family man who knows all there is to know about plants. (laughs) I'm a genius. He'll talk about outdoor plants, indoor plants, pest control, water gardening, pruning, grow lights, fertilizer, you name it. We're on in 10 seconds, so get ready to have a good time. Call Michael now, toll free. This is exciting, isn't it? And now, here's Michael Kroos. Amazingly enough, here I am. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this, The Home and Garden Show, with, you know, me, that guy. You remember me. Ah, Let's get rid of this music if we can. Anyway, welcome to the show on this edition of the show, which, by the way, we are recording early this week because I may have to go to Palm Beach on an emergency for several days I won't know so I just decided I might know any minute so I just decided to record the show early this week and get it out of the way so it's here just in case I have to and I have a lot to tell you I have to tell you about trees because ladies and gentlemen I am going to take a stand on trees I'm going to take a stand different than any other gardening show takes on trees And maybe you know this about me, because I don't think I've made a giant secret of it. You know, these people who say, go out and plant trees. It's good for the environment. Trees, very much like clowns, in my mind, are bad. Trees are bad. I mean, there are some trees that are good. Let's let's be frank. Trees that we get food off of, they're pretty good. Apple trees. Orange trees. Grapefruit trees. I love to grow grapefruits. I really love to grow. You know, if I were going to have a citrus tree in my, I had one in the backyard here, uh, got rid of it. It was a, it was a tangerine tree. But if I were going to have a citrus tree, I would have, and I've had one before at my house in Tarpon Springs, I would have a grapefruit tree. Grapefruit are so fun to grow. You know, you got to live in Florida or Southern California or maybe parts of Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's got a l- lousy soil for growing citrus, but Southern California grows nice citrus. Costa Rica, wonderful citrus in Costa Rica. Florida, ideal situation for growing citrus and growing grapefruit especially because grapefruit, to get that full-bodied taste that you get out of grapefruit, you got to grow it either in in my mind in Costa Rica or Florida. Two best spots in the world to grow grapefruit. And I had a grapefruit tree in the backyard. And I used to grow wonderful grapefruit. Now, I don't eat grapefruit. Don't particularly like it that much. Maybe in my older years now, I could develop a taste for it. But I really enjoyed growing them and I would give them away. My mother used to just love the grapefruit that I grew. Okay, I just, you know, people love the grapefruit that I, I grew. So, you know what the heck but those trees nice ornamental trees not so nice i remember in 1988 i planted a golden rain tree out in the front yard in my house in tarpon springs out in the corner of my front yard away from the house smart of me you know smart of me to grow that tree far away from the house out by the road the then mrs croce and i the lovely die dies would sit out on our porch in the front yard and watch that tree grow. I mean, you know, golden rain trees just grow like crazy. Terrible trees. You know, I, I got to tell you, it, it was the messiest, nasty, pretty tree, but messy, nasty. Thank God it was out by the street. And then one day, several years later, I went out there with a chainsaw and cut the darn thing down. It was tall. It was it was 15, 20 feet tall when I cut it down, but it was just such a mess. Went down, cut it down. In the house that I live in now, in the front yard, there are, right close to the house, right close to the house in the front yard are three oak trees. The oak trees were planted by the lady who built this house in 1973. And they're about done. And the way that I know that they're about done is parts of them keep falling off. I have had to go out for years and trim on these trees. I mean, I have to have them trimmed all the time. This year I was sitting out there looking at them and I said I, you know, you know they're they're they look like they're in pretty good shape. There's one branch that's over the house that I, th- I was thinking I need to get that out of here. What I would like to do is have the trees removed because trees next to houses, these things never turn out well. These things never ever and people who tell you Oh, trees are so wonderful next to a house because they give all of this shade and natural cooling to the house. Hey, you know something? When one of these damn things falls down on your house in the middle of the night, you're going to say, you know, that's why God created good insulation to, you know, to cool the house. That's why God created, you know, attic fans. I don't know. Trees, problem. Always problem. So last Saturday... In the afternoon, Zach is sitting in the living room on his computer, on the internets, and I am back in my in my bathroom, just walked into the bathroom, as a matter of fact, when all of the sudden, by the way, this show is going to be an educational show, and that I'm going to teach you how to save money with Arborist, because I did something pretty cool with this, but more on that anyway, I walk into the bathroom. I, I'm not there not even two seconds when I hear this giant crash. I mean giant crash. I go running out. There's Zach running out. And we, we run out the front door to see I thought a car crashed. I mean, that's what I thought. I thought a car crashed. Opened up the front door. Couldn't go anywhere. You want to know why we couldn't go anywhere? I will tell you why we could not go anywhere. Because a limb that was On one of my oak trees, way high up, a limb, by the way, that I never suspected there to be a problem with. Never did I ever suspect. And it was a big one, too. I mean, by the way, you can go on homeandgardenradio.com and look at the pictures. Okay. This giant limb fell down. Now, you know, thank God or anyone that wants to take credit for it that it did not land on my bedroom roof or the bathroom that I was in. Because had it, it would have crashed. It was so big. It was so heavy. I guarantee you that it would have crashed right through the house and gone kaboom, and there would have been, you know. And here I'm sitting here with a $2,000 deductible on my homeowners, right? I'm, you know, and, and that's another thing. In all the years that I have owned a house, that I have owned houses, which is a lot of years. I mean, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of years. Never once have I ever filed a homeowner's insurance claim. Yet, I have been fired in Florida, this happens a lot, by the way, by homeowner's insurance companies, and now I I have the state's homeowner's insurance. It's called Citizens, because they're the only ones that will insure me, because I live near an ocean. Not that close, but you know, close enough. And they're afraid a hurricane's going to come through. And so I have a $2,000 deductible on my insurance. So anyway, this tree came this giant branch comes crashing down, lands all over the front yard. This is Saturday. Well, we go out there on Saturday and uh, I mean, it's a mess. It's just a real mess. Now, thank God it missed the house. And more importantly, It missed two of my vehicles that were in the driveway by inches. By the way, it took two feet of gutter off the front of my house and it killed my prize, wonderful plumeria that I had up as a focal plant in the one corner of my house. And and, I mean, it just smashed it to smithereens. It just smashed my plumeria to smithereens. The plumeria, gone dead out of here nowhere to be found i mean that is exactly what happened just gone just gone just like that so what could i do i mean you know it's there it's gone boom plumeria all gone uh yard i i we had we could get out our front door barely and then we had to walk all the way around to you know check out the whole scope of this you'll see pictures on the website, homeandgardenradio.com. So, what do you do? Well, let me tell you what I did on Saturday. On Saturday, I did nothing because this was late Saturday afternoon, and I was going to St. Petersburg Saturday night to Albert Witted Field, which is an airport, but it's also a park to watch John, or, or pardon me, Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and the Blues Brothers perform. Okay, that's what I was going to do. I'm going to go watch the Blues Brothers. So I said, we'll deal with this tomorrow. I'm off to see the Blues Brothers tonight. And that's exactly what I did. Took off, went and watched the Blues Brothers. Excellent seats right up front. I mean, how does life get any better than that? It was wonderful. They put on a great show. And uh, it, it it was quite good. Sunday morning, it was time to deal with the tree in the front yard. And that's where life gets fun and interesting and all that good type of stuff. I will tell you about that when we come back from these few brief messages. Well, this is the Home and Garden Show. Now, back to Michael. Do you have German cockroaches in your house? Hey, this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio is brought to you by the good people at helpihavebugs.com. That's help, I have bugs.com help I have bugs.com and we continue here on home and garden radio I am who that person said I was a few moments ago and it is back to me as we continue to talk about the tree the the large branch that fell out into the front yard once we got out and examined it we noticed that there was a section of it that had just rotted away. And you know, once they got out and looked at it, there was a small section, but a very, a very small section, probably two feet in diameter at the intersection where the branch went into the tree that had just rotted out. Could not see it from the ground. All, I tell you what, the foliage on that branch looked beautiful. Everything was very nice. And it had just given away. I mean, you know, I could have been out there mowing the yard. Or somebody could have been walking down the sidewalk and this thing just fell and it weighed hundreds and hundreds of pounds and just crashed into the ground. So Sunday, young Master Zachary, my son who is 18 and is now actually coming to work as a producer on this show. is going to help me on this show and other podcasts that we're doing. Uh, but um, he and I, went out there and uh, I took my small chainsaw. I've got a small chainsaw. And I and he and, and his good friend Miss Casey uh, just I went out there and started from the farthest part out I could and just started whacking branches off of you know smaller branches off the main branch. anything that I could cut with the chainsaw. And, you know, you'd be surprised how much that was. It was a lot. We got literally all of the foliage off of it. And, you know, Zach and Casey hauled it out to the street, out, you know, in the front yard by the street because the city will come and pick that all up. We filled up a very large section of all of this foliage. And by the time we were done with that, my chainsaw could not, what was left was the bones. You'll see a picture of what was left, the bones, on the website when we were done. Well, my chainsaw could not handle that. So I was going to either have to borrow a chainsaw or hire someone to come out. And I have to tell you, my health is, I'm recovering from, you know, what happened to me back in December. Still, you know, I mean, I can't do near as much as I used to do. And I have to tell you, there's really nothing I enjoy more than going out with a chainsaw and doing some major pruning on a tree. And, you know, under normal circumstances, I would love to be out there cutting all this this tree up. And, And what we did, and we did a lot, took us about an hour and a half and we knocked it out. But in that hour and a half, I was totally ragged out. I was like done. I had no energy left. I'm sitting on the sofa watching the Netflix watching old episodes of Hank Med you know of, of well I call it Hank Med what's the name of the show? Royal Pains on the Netflix. Great TV show but anyway I'm and Zach is hating this TV show but he's like slowly getting into it as I've been watching it over the past couple of weeks and then guess what they just added season 5 so we have a whole bunch more to watch but anyway getting back Uh, I'm just sitting there watching, you know, Royal pains, just like, but I said, I got to get the rest of this tree out of there. So how many of you are aware of something on the internets called Groupon? I don't know how this came into my head. I decided to do a reverse Groupon. What, Michael, is a reverse Groupon? Well, I had to hire somebody to get the rest of that tree out. And I wanted the rest of that tree out before Monday because my garbage people come on Monday, it's the city. And when they drive by and they see their stuff out in the front yard to be taken away, they write that down. And then on Tuesday, another truck comes in and uh, hauls all the stuff away. So, I mean, I, I wanted this all done by then. Plus I, you know, you'll see the picture of the bones that were left in, in the, I mean, it was still giant that still took up the whole front yard. So I had to get rid of that. I have a small house, small front yard. But this thing just took up the whole darn thing. I had to get rid of it. So I went on a web and inter... Well, I took a picture of the bones. I'd taken lots of pictures. But I took a picture of the bones. And I went back on the interweb. And I went to a website called Craigslist. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And... uh, I went on there to, uh, uh, I forget what I went, oh, I went into gigs. That's what I went into, gigs, you know. I want to hire somebody. And I stuck a photograph of the, and I and I went under in services, I, I think. I stuck a photograph of the bones. And I said, this tree fell, you know, this branch fell out of my tree. I need it. I, I need somebody to give me an estimate. Here's the picture. I don't want you coming out. Look at this. How much are you going to charge me to cut this thing up and haul it away? Because I didn't want to leave these these branches, as you'll see in the picture, were really big and heavy. And I didn't want to leave that for the city. I wanted somebody to cut that up and haul that part away. So I said, I, right, how much are you going to charge me to do this? Here it is. Get her done. What are you going to charge me for it? And uh, stuck that on there. This was about, on Sunday, I guess about noon. Yeah, about noon. Slap that on there. Within an hour. Now, I'm sitting there watch, watching Royal Pains. And Zach and Casey are there on the internets playing video games and watching Royal Pains with me. And I hear my, my little smartphone that I'm holding here in my hand. Every time I get an email, it goes beep, you know, beep. And things went beep, beep, beep. And, but I'm busy watching Hank Med. You know, I mean, it was a really good episode of Hank Med. It's the one where his brother, Evan R. Lawson, um, you know, asked his girlfriend to marry him. It, it was romantic. It was a good good episode. So yeah, you know, we're watching that. So when the show's over, I look, and in in an hour, there's like 18 18 responses from people. And they said, well, you know, some people we eliminated right away. You know, we're just going through it. They wanted to come out and give an SMS. Nope, nope, nope. Other people were giving prices. Some people, $400, $200, $75. And, you know, we just go on. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, you know, I'm exhausted. So, And one guy said, I'll come out and cut it down or cut it all up for 50 bucks. And I said, and and Zach and Casey, you got to call him. You got to call him. So I I said, well, you know, I and now you got to call him. I said, okay, I'm going to call him. Stick with me. I'm going to tell you about this exciting adventure when we return right here on Home and Garden Radio. garden show with michael crouse once again here's michael and we continue right here on home and garden radio and back to back to the reverse back if i can to the reverse uh thing i did to get somebody to show up and get rid of the bones of the tree so we put that ad out there people saw it and they got all excited and we had 18 replies. Well, like I say, Zach and, and Casey said, you got to hire the guy for 50 bucks. So I call up the guy for 50 bucks and we named him. We named him Billy Bob Bodangle. He wouldn't talk to us on the phone. His wife had to talk to us on the phone and we said 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks. I said, well, how about if, you know, are you going to haul it away? Well, you know, maybe $75 will haul it away. And I, I said, hang on a second. I got to check with the peanut gallery. And I've got it on speakerphone. And Zach and Casey are sitting over there and they say, tell them 65. I said, I got $65. Will you come for that? And she, the wife goes to the, he says he's got $65. Will you do it? Okay. They said yes. So gave him the address so that they could, you know, figure out how to get there. Well, what would it take? About an hour? Not even an hour. Here comes... Billy Bob Bodankle and Uncle Zeke show up in a pickup truck and they look it all over. Well, you know, we're out in the front yard, myself, Zach, Casey, we're all out in the front yard leaning up against my pickup truck and they're looking it all over and they said, well, you know, we got to buy gas and stuff. You know, we, we maybe, we need, you know, more money for this. And and I I said, well, you know, you said 50 bucks and $65 away. Well, how about seventy-five? Because you know we got to—we came all the way from Pinellas Park, which is about twenty miles. I said, "All right, seventy-five dollars." You know, and Zach's looking at me like, "Why are you doing this?" You—you you know, e- e-. And, but I. I uh, so they go out and they pull out this this chainsaw that didn't look much bigger than my chainsaw. It was a little bit bigger, but it didn't look much bigger than mine. They get the thing and they have a terrible time starting the thing up. And they start the thing up and, uh, you know, they start the, th- the thing up and they're out there just cutting this thing away. I would say that they got about 75% of it done and the chainsaw ran out of gas. So he looks at me, he goes, you got any mixture gas? I said, no, don't have any. Well, they're just sitting there, you know, looking terribly confused. And it turns out They don't have money to buy gas. I mean, they are like done and do not have money to buy gas. So, you know, Zach's looking at me. Casey's looking at me. I pulled out five bucks. I said, here, go buy some gas and come back. So off they went. And like I say, they've got the tree 80% done and loaded up into their truck. But there's still 20% of it done or not to be, you know, that's not done. So they take off. They don't come back. For an hour. I mean, where'd they go to get gas? I can't figure this out. They they had to go very far away. to uh, Yeah, well, I think it was a closer to two hours, you know, because we sat there watching. Yeah, it was. Because we watched two more episodes. I made Zach and Casey watch two more episodes of Royal Pains. And they're, like, hating me. You know, I mean, they're, where's this guy? You know, they, he finally he gets back. And they go out there. And they're, you know, they got cigarettes hanging out of their mouths. And they're they're, they're finishing up the tree, loaded it all up into the thing and off they go. And, you know, I give them the rest of their money and you, and then I said, uh, listen, how much to take that? You know, it was 75 bucks to take this thing. I said, how much to, uh, take the upper branch of that tree down? And he looks at me and he goes, and I said, or just take that tree out, take the whole tree out. What do you can charge me? And Uncle Zeke says, $2,200. I said, well, no, well, you know, you ain't going to get any cheaper. Well, yeah, I will get it cheaper. You know, and I just decided at that point, I don't want Uncle Zeke and Billy Bob cutting down the tree. Because you know they don't have any insurance. You know, the, the big branch was on the ground. I was taking a chance, but not that big of a chance. That was on the ground. They could cut that up. You'll see it in the pictures. But I decided, no, you're not going to take the tree down. But then I said, how much you take that branch? Oh, we want $1,600 for that. Nah, you know, you're, you're good, guys. You got beer money. See you later. Out the door they went. And then the tree is, you know, done. And then, you know, on Tuesday, uh, the city came and picked all of the stuff that we had out by the street, which was a giant, you know, just a giant section of stuff out at the street. And they took it all away. Still to be done out there is to uh, do some raking and some cleanup. And, uh, you know, I've got to go out and we have to mourn the loss of the plumeria that died. We we have to definitely mourn the loss of the plumeria that that is now dearly departed and, and gone. And I have to figure out what we can plant at that thing. But now getting back to this, reverse Groupon thing that we did in order to get the good price of doing this. Because by the way, we got some bids that were $400, some for $200, some for $140, you know, all the way down to, you know, to Billy Bob and Uncle Zeke. This turned out well. I've got a two-foot section of gutter that has to be replaced. Well, I'm going to do the same darn thing. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, take a picture of it and I'm going to say, okay, gutter people on Craigslist, How much are you going to charge to come out and fix this? You know, you have to put a new gutter thing up there. How much are you going to charge and stick it out for bid? You're going to get the best bid. Now, you got to be careful because you don't know who's going to show up. And you got to kind of feel these people out as you're talking to them on the phone. Now, my son, Zach, is is 18 years old. He's but a a squaddling youth. But I got to tell you something. He is extremely perceptive. He reads people very well. And I had him... Uh, you know, I had And by the way, I'll update you next week On the gutter situation Because we're going to do that this week Unless I go out of town If I don't, if I don't go out of town We're going to do the gutter thing this week But anyway, Zach is extremely perceptive Listening to people That's why when I called Billy Bob And Uncle Zeke up on the phone I put it on speakerphone so they could hear it And Zach and Casey are just sitting there Listening to the whole thing And if, had they done thumbs down Because I'm looking at them, you know yeah, you know, what are you, And they're, they're like, you know, yeah, we're going to thumbs up this guy. But if they had thumbs down, I trust Zach's, you know, Zach's pretty perceptive about people. He reads people really, rather well. He reads me rather well, which kind of makes me mad because I'm the dad. I should be able to, I can't get anything past this kid. You know, it, it is, you know, I can't. But uh, it's a good thing when we're dealing with stuff like that. So you've got to be a little bit perceptive when you're dealing with these people and you call people. So, you know, next week I'm going to take a picture of the gutter. I'm going to stick it on Craigslist. I call up my reverse Groupon. And see, I mean, like I say, on a Sunday afternoon, I had 18 responses in an hour. In one episode of Royal Pains, I had 18 responses. So, you know, how many gutter people are going to be out there or people that can fix the gutter? This is the way to do it. But again, you got to be perceptive and you don't want to get somebody who's got to do something risky, like climb up on the roof or climb up in a tree. You know, you got to be kind of careful about that, you know, because you're not going to get the licensed and insured people out there at the discount prices. So you got to kind of watch. It's like my mechanic that works on all of my vehicles. I lovingly refer to him as drunk Bob. He's no longer drunk, Bob. He's been working on my vehicles for 17, 18 years. Uh, But he used to be drunk, Bob. Now he doesn't drink anymore. Doesn't even smoke anymore. He's now just Bob. But, uh, you know, Bob works everything under the table. And you got to take your car up to his house and he does it out in his backyard. He's got a lot of people who go to but his prices are always very good. Well, on this reverse Groupon thing that I do with Craigslist, which I just invented over the weekend, it's my it's my only invention. How can I make money with this? I don't know. I should be selling this. How to how for you to do a reverse, Groupon or Living Social or something and do this. But I'm just telling you, I'm giving this information away for free. You now have it. That's how you do it. So on the gutter, I'm going to stick an ad on Craigslist, and then I'm just going to look at all the bids that come in. I don't want people coming out to the house. I hate people coming out to the house to give you estimates because then they're going to pressure you. And even with Billy Bob and Uncle Zeke, we started off at 50, we went to 65 and then we went to 75, but that was still a, you know, for all the work they did, look at the picture on the website. You'll be, I mean, you'd be amazed at all the work they did for 75 bucks. It was well worth it. I was thinking I was going to have to wind up paying, you know, a hundred dollars for this or 150, but you know, 75 bucks and they're out the door and they hauled the big, logs away with them now i guarantee you they didn't haul these things to the dump i guarantee i i absolutely guarantee that those things are on the side of the road somewhere but it's not my problem but uh, take a look at the pictures you'll see actually you'll see uh billy bob cutting up the tree in some of the pictures homeandgardenradio.com that's home and garden radio Go check out the pictures right now and look it all over and tell me what you think. And, you know, I'll let you know how this works out next week when we, uh, you know, when we do the reverse group on then on the gutter work. I mean, this might be great. This might just be wonderful. We will continue right here on Home and. All right, continuing here on Home and Garden Radio, I am who I said I was, or what's his name said I was? I don't know. I'm me. I'm here. Anyhow, hope you're having a great day. I'm having a wonderful day. We're doing things a little bit differently today in the recording. Zach is actually on Master Control now. Zach, this is the week that Zach starts as my on-air producer. And this segment, he is actually at Master Control. So this is exciting. Zach, do you want to say hello? No. Hi. Okay, he's way over there. He's not on microphone. But anyway, so now Zach is on the other side of the double bulletproof glass, and he is now pushing all the buttons and making sure everything is good. So if this segment is good, you can give Zach a pat on the back, reassuring pats, as I call it. Anyway, want to get back to this week. We're done with the trees now. I'm treed out. Okay, I'm totally treed out. But still, I have to remove three trees that are up next to my house. I've got two very large trees out between the sidewalk and the street that have to be removed also. But I've got to get these trees away from my house, but I have to earn a bunch of money because I have to do another, you know, I have to get prices. Now, there was a tree service around the corner a couple of years ago. Actually, it was probably five or six years ago when Zach was young. And Zach just loved this tree service. It was called El Chipo Tree Service. As a matter of fact, he ran out there with his cell phone and took a picture of the truck. Because it said El Chipo tree service, so I think when it comes time to have those trees removed, we're gonna have to find. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick Zach on the interwebs, and he's gotta find El Chipo, and we gotta get them out there because they had the crane truck, they had everything. They big professional organization, and I'm sure that they're licensed insured. And I must tell you, if you're gonna have serious tree work done where people are out hanging from your trees, you want to make sure that they are licensed and insured. You don't want Billy Bob and Uncle Zeke showing up, you know, Uncle Zeke, you know, I had the shakes. You just, you just don't want them. You want somebody coming out that's licensed and insured to do that. So we will do that. Anyway, back to the emails this week. Questions continuing from last week about uh, fertilizer. And I am, again totally amazed of doing this for 42, 43 years that I've been doing this, working in the industry, teaching horticulture, uh, you know, public speaking all across the country. I am once again aghast and amazed at the, at the war on fertilizer. And why is there a war on fertilizer? Shouldn't there be a war on something else like poverty or something? No, we have a war on fertilizer because the environmentalists are, in my humble opinion, wrongly stating the fertilizer is destroying our water tables, destroying the ponds and streams and all of that. And you know what? Not in residential horticulture all that much. Okay, Because most of the fertilizer that we are putting on our shrubs, in our gardens, on our lawns, are actually being absorbed into the soil and absorbed into the plant. I don't want you to over-fertilize. I want you to fertilize properly. Now, I have taught for years on this show how to do it properly. Always read the label. Understand the concept. And you know what I'm going to do? I, I don't have time to do it this week. But next week, I'm going to put a chart up on the website. I have to design a chart. I might have to make Zach design a chart because, you know, I don't know. But I'm going to put a chart up on the website to where you know, and we're going to start with lawns. You know, you will know after you read the chart exactly how much fertilizer to put on your lawn. You will know that. And it's not that, you know, and for me to explain it to you, let me try because it's going to get real confusing. And Zach's going to look at me like I'm nuts. But Different types of turf grass have what we call N requirements, different N requirements. For instance, tall fescue or a mixture of fescue and Kentucky bluegrass, if you live in in Michigan, for instance, has an N requirement of four pounds of N per year. N is the first number, the nitrogen. Okay, it's the first number on that fertilizer bag. It's the nitrogen. So you want to put four pounds of nitrogen per year, kind of spaced out throughout the year, onto the grass. So to do that, you have to know how much nitrogen is in a bag of fertilizer. And simply put, and I, I'm gonna in a hundred pounds of fertilizer, and say you have a fertilizer, and the analysis is a 1648 which is a good turf grass fertilizer, for instance. Well, that first number being the nitrogen in a hundred pounds of that is going to have eight pounds or I'm sorry, 16 pounds of nitrogen, but in a 50 pound bag, which is how we all buy fertilizer is in 50 pound bags. That 16, 8 you're going to have to cut that in half because this is all based on hundred pounds. Are you confused Jed Zach? I don't know. That 50-pound bag is going to have eight pounds of nitrogen in it. So in that 50-pound bag, if you've only got a 4,000-square-foot lawn and you want to put one pound of nitrogen on this spring fertilization per 1,000 square feet, you're going to use half the bag. That just, you know what? I'm going to bet you 50 bucks you didn't understand a damn word I said. Okay? Because Zach's looking at me, and Zach's very intelligent, and he's looking at me like I'm a moron. Okay? He's looking at me saying, what? What? What are you talking about? So I'm going to make this very simplified. We're going to create a chart. It's not going to get done this week because I think I'm going to have to go to West Palm Beach for the week. But next week, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have Zach help me because he's real good at making charts and stuff. You know, he's, he's a smart kid. But we're going to make charts. So we're going to make this easy for you. And you can look down and, you know, you have to know. Here's what you have to know. You have to know what your square footage of garden spaces. If you've got a vegetable garden and it's 10 foot by 20 foot, you know, 10 by 20 is how much, Zach, how much is 10 times 20? Yeah. Anyway, that's your square footage. Okay. So you've got to measure up your yard and you have to determine what your square footage of your yard is. That's vitally important for you to do that because then you know that you're not going to over fertilize and you're also going to know that you're not going to under fertilize and especially when you go to this chart that we will create we'll make it super easy for you and it will be on the website you can take it you can download it you can look at it we will create it and we will make that easy for you for your shrubs for your your vegetable garden we're going to teach you how to do that and you will get to know how it's done and how it's done correctly so this is going to wrap things up, kids, for this edition of Home and Garden Radio. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week, and we will update you on that chart next week and let you know how it's coming. And we will see you next time, everybody, on Home and Garden Radio. You can contact Michael at homeandgardenradio.com. That's home.